my job. I love teaching. I love children. Don't tell them because I tell them I don't like them every day. Uh, my childhood, back a back long time ago, uh, wasn't ideal for many, many reasons. And I just want them to have the best start to life they can. And I thought, you know, like all other members of our school, the head deputy staff, office staff, cleaning staff, all of them, we put our best into the children to make sure uh, they get the best from us. I mean, our motto is a school that cares. And I just hope that we've shown our school and the community that we are there for you at all times. And that's just what was in my mind. I wanted them to have the best. I didn't want them to be left floundering, worried, because at the beginning, it was all on you and people didn't know what was happening. A lot of that I'm just scared to leave the house. It was, uh, it, it, it was really weird. I just wanted to make sure that they were okay. Yo, Ryan Hartley here, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. If this is the first time that you've pushed play on an interview session, you, my friends, are in for a treat. I know that the next half an hour is going to do exactly what I want to have happen every time someone pushes play when they listen to an interview session to expand your heart and your mind in some way. I really hope that the time we spend together is going to leave you a little bit better in some way. Our interview sessions are brought to you by our great friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. Today, on episode one, 128. I am so excited to share this with you. I am joined by Zane Powell's MBE. I heard Zane's story last year. If you aren't familiar with the name, just go and Google Zane Powell's. What an inspiration. Zane is a teacher from Grimsby and during lockdown, he walked and walked and walked and walked some more, delivering free school meals to his students and their families. It's an incredible story. He did the the walks, come rain or shine, throughout three lockdowns. I won't share too much more because I want you to hear it from him. It's an incredibly inspiring act of leading with love. The school that Zane works for Their motto is the school that cares. We know, if you follow this podcast long enough, that that values are not simply words that we put on walls. Values are verbs. Leading with love is a verb. And absolutely, Zane and his colleagues have shown that they are a school that cares. I really hope that comes across loud and clear. Enjoy this episode, 128, with Zane Powell's MBE. Always love. Zane, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, my friend. How are you? Yeah, good actually. Yeah, yeah not, not feeling too bad. Good. We were we were just talking before we come on about how I was made aware of your story, and um, I wanted to talk to you last year, but for some reason didn't make it happen. And and you you come up in the the news last week or two weeks ago because you've finished something quite extraordinary and quite special. What have you been up to 
uh, for the last nearly 12 months. It's a year today, actually. Wow. A year today, this day, 18th, was when uh, Boris Johnson said schools are closed. Said it, he said it around dinner time-ish, and at that point, the plan was coming. In fact, the plan was already in place now, one year ago, because instantly I thought, uh, when he said schools are going to be closed uh, the following Monday, I thought, oh, no, we have a lot of families that are on the breadline permanently. Mm. Uh, you know, they don't have the most money in the world. Decent parents, but just don't have the most money. Uh, and half, nearly half our school are free school meals. So my concern was, well, how are those children going to get their free school meals? You know, the, the families aren't prepared for this lockdown. They don't have, as I've already said, lots of money. They're, they're going to have to find this money to somehow feed the children at lunchtimes. So I thought, well, no, they're entitled to free school meals. I will get the meals out to them. So I got a map of the local area, uh, of our local estates, plotted where everyone lived on the map and thought, yeah, I can do this. I can, I can actually deliver all of our free school meals, bar about 20 that live too far away, live four, five, six miles away. That's just too far. And they got delivered by car, by the head. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I, I can get these out to the children. I can deliver the meals. I can check on them every single day to make sure everyone's okay. That was that was essential. We have some quite vulnerable families as well, so I needed to make sure really they're okay, and uh, just check that everyone's fine at home, but deliver the meals at the same time. And then the Monday, twenty third, cracked on. Did it? Delivered free school meals for our children uh, for pretty much, well, a year minus two weeks. That's incredible. How many deliveries would you have you calculated? Yeah, I, I tried to work it out and it's, it was tough because at the, the, at the end we went to the hampers once to improve them. Uh, but however, I've delivered, I've walked around 900 miles. Wow. Uh, carried around, it's about five ton in weight and delivered probably over 15,000 meals. That's incredible. That's incredible. And and how has uh, the recognition come your way? What significant recognition have you received? Got an MBE. Wow, what? Yeah. Honestly, I just, I'm a ruleless anyway. I, you know, previously becoming a teacher, I was in the mm. army, I was a grenadier guard. So I guarded the queen, guarded the palaces, troops in the colours, state in the parliament, done all that. Uh, met the royal family as well. And so to be honoured by her is mm. another world for me. Uh, just like super proud. And more important to me is my children. Three boys were like over the moon. They couldn't believe it. And so, yes, yeah, the best in the world. I'm really, um, I'm really excited to have a conversation with you, my friend. I'm going to dig into some of the why, the hows, the whats, if you're cool with that. And when I let my community know that I was, I was having you on, yeah, a lot, of the questions that they wanted me to ask you was in those early days of lockdown, it was so much uncertainty. There was so much overwhelm. And yet you've just said within five hours, you had a plan. Like what was it that mobilized? Is it the, is it the army in you? What was it that just you're right? Take action. I'm going to do something here because I can. It's a mixture. I think the army in me is, uh, I'm a log logical planning. I can mm -hmm. see things and I'm quite adaptable. Mm -hmm. I, I'm good under, I'm good under, under a lot of stress. I can plan things. Uh, uh, so that helped with the planning. Uh, with the ch I, I love my job. Mm. I love teaching. I love children. Don't tell them because I tell them I don't like them every day. <laughs> I, I love children and, and I just love working with uh, kids who have a, uh, uh, some difficulties for whatever reason that are never their fault. Uh, my childhood back back a long time ago, 
uh, wasn't ideal for many, many reasons. And I just want them to have the best start to life they can. And I thought, you know, like all other members of our school, the head deputy staff, office staff, cleaning staff, all of them, we put our best into the children to make sure uh, they get the best from us. I mean, our motto is a school that cares. Mm. And I just hope that we've shown our school and the community that we are there for you at all times. And that's just what was in my mind. I wanted them to have the best. I didn't want them to be left floundering, worried, because at the beginning, it was all all new and people didn't know what was happening. A lot of our families were scared to leave the house. It was a uh, it, it was really weird. I just wanted to make sure that they were okay. They it's, it was essential to me that they were okay. They got fed, and I just checked that actually they followed the rules and helped them as much as I could. Mm, a friend of mine um, helps out in the local community. Her name's Abby, and she does a lot of um, food bank type stuff, trying to feed soup kitchen. And she's absolutely a feeder. She loves helping people through food. Was it was it about the food for you, or was it something bigger than that? Yeah, it's bigger than that. The food, and I, I've said certainly the food lockdown. The food is the way in. Mm-hmm. It's that they they have to come to the door beyond delivering packed lunches. Okay, I go to the door, knock, drop, and back away again, so I'm not near them. Mm-hmm. But it's that. They have to come to the door so I can see that things are okay. I can, I can support them there and then. It's very easy to ring somebody up and say, oh, is everything okay? And mm. then just say, yeah, we're all okay. It's easy to do that when things aren't cool at home. So, And it's much more difficult to, to, to say that when someone's there in front of you, they can see, well, things aren't great. Mm. And then because you're there, you can help them immediately. And if you can't help them immediately, you can put things in place to make sure they get the support they really, really need. Whether mm. that be the children, which often it is the children, but sometimes parents, you know, uh, we've had two relationship breakdowns and supporting both parents through that was was tough. We've had a, an incident of domestic violence. There's lots of things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because I was there at the door uh, and I, because I, I care about our family so much, it, it's an immediate response, which was mm-hmm. really important. Why do you care so much? Uh, I just want them to have a better life. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mum was ace, <laughs> bloody ace. But what we went through was quite tough. Mm. It was quite tough. I mean, I was one. Uh, my dad died when I was so. I got my sister who's a year older. Uh, I was born, uh, I mean, mum was in hospital with my other sister, and she was 10 days old, and dad died. So dad died when I was one, my sister was 10 days old, my other sister was wow. two. Uh, that was tough. It was tough. You know, I was only young. Mm. We know, but... And then it was tough. My mum was probably 18 at the time with three kids, and then went into another relationship which wasn't healthy at all, and that was really, really tough, and all the years afterwards were difficult. I just want people to realise that uh, it's never the child's fault where, where they are. And mm. I just want people to support them. Stop slating parents. Pa- mm. my, like, as I said, my mum was ace and did her very, very best under really difficult circumstances and got, got us through it. And yes, like all parents, made mistakes. Wow, mm. no, it's mm. not new. I've made many, I'm sure many mm. other parents have made many. Amen. But support these people are struggling and and have made a couple of mistakes and got maybe got the situation because of those mistakes mm. just help them out and help the children it's never the child's fault mm. uh so yeah it's that i just want them to, to have better uh yeah because I, I also as well uh I, I 
throughout childhood was difficult and what have you. And I'm hoping now the things that I've done, whether it be in the army or whether yeah. uh, as a teacher, I've put back in. I've put it all back in there. All that support I got then was worth it because I feel that I've put it back in there. I've paid back society mm-hmm. and I'll keep paying back. So if we do that to these young people, you know, in a couple of years' time, they'll be doing the same. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, then what are we setting ourselves up for? Yeah, I admire your heart, my friend. I love that. And thank you for sharing that story. I, I really believe, I mean, you can see the heart on my logo. I, I really believe in helping leaders lead with love because I believe that when one leader shows up and leads with that love and that care that you talk about, it inspires others to do the same. Have you seen that within your community? Have you seen the ripple effect of your caring? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm looking, I work in, in our school, the head is very inclusive and our deputy are great. Our, as a, a threesome, our, our leadership is awesome, but it doesn't end there. All the teachers in our school are amazing. If I ever got poorly delivering the meals, I know that the, they wouldn't be able to carry the load I was carrying or pull the trolley at the end I was pulling, but I know four, five, six of them would say, I'll do that straight and I'll do that straight. I know that. And that's that's the just the uh, whole attitude of our staff in our school. With regard to the ripple effect, I'm I'm hoping, I think it has spread through our community that actually kindness is the way out of this, Mm. helping people. Mm. I Mm. walk down the street, which is still overwhelming a little bit. People will come, uh, when I'm walking through the estate, people will come out and clap. And I was was walking through the estate yesterday, the bin lorry stopped, and all of them got out and clapped for me, which is like... Was this when you were wearing your pink tutu? Oh, yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was back in God, when was that? That was in July. Yeah, it was. That was the last day of my first lockdown deliveries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I say, if one if one thing's quite this lockdown, I, I hope it's kindness for each other sure. and to realise that this, you know, we're all in tough situations and mm. we all need support. It's too easy to slate people. Okay, uh, just help, just help out wherever you can. Yeah, and you got shout, a shout out from Marcus Rashford. Yeah, but a couple of which has been great. Uh, I uh, was invited by Marcus. His, uh, his PA called me back in I, I can't remember now about last year, and he asked me to talk on his uh, task force. So mm. he asked me to present to the, all the CEOs of the supermarkets of the delivery there, John Lewis, Tesco, all of them. And I had to present to them what I was doing, what I was seeing actually on the street to try to encourage them to be part of his task force. And mm. it, it worked, which is good. So there was me, Marcus, uh, Henry Dunby, and the, fish, the CEO of Fish here was there doing a the talk. Mm. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'm going to meet him. I've done, been in a documentary with him and uh, there were plans for me to meet him, but because of COVID and lockdown restrictions, it didn't actually happen. But yeah, he's yeah, a great guy. I mean, the stuff that he's done, Great, it's got a massive platform, which is awesome, but he's used that mm. uh, to improve our future. Yeah, uh, uh, great, got a great guy. And it, and it's, I think it comes back to that: if you can do something, do something. You know, if you've got the platform, if you've if you've got the ability, that's like like you with within five hours, you've decided to do something. Yeah. yeah. So you've done that for three lockdowns over a space of a year. You must have had times where you thought, "I can't get up out of bed today." Did you? Was there ever, anything ever go through your mind around, "I can't do it today"? That's what, no. There was time. <laughs> right, I've got a bad. About six months before I started, before this happened, mm. I've injured my knee and I've got a bad knee. I've got I had torn meniscus, uh, mm. and that that 
was getting more and more painful through uh, through all. And then they did that charity back round in the middle, which made it worse. And it, I suppose at the end of this lockdown, I was glad it finished because I was it was becoming too painful. Uh, mm. I've since been to the hospital. I've, they want me to have a knee replacement, but that means I'll have a never run again, which is not an option. So I've, they've got, hopefully I've got an x-ray soon. They've got, they're going to try to realign my leg, which means breaking my shin mm. and then just straighten my leg a little bit and putting weight on the other side because of the ACL snapped. I've got arthritis on inside of the knee. Lots of things going wrong. And probably they're doing these deliveries didn't help, but you know, where the cause is greater than the pain. Uh, mm, say that again. Yeah. What did say again? What did you say then? Say that again. Uh, so where the cause is greater than the pain, you just go on and on. Mm. And that was the same for a bike ride. When I did the charity bike ride in the summer, because obviously I couldn't travel, so I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I'll just raise money for the same sort of thing I'm doing. I raised money for a charity called Meals and More. Mm -hmm. And I biked from here in Cleethorpes, where I live, uh, around the capital city castles of the British Isles on my own, which was tough. It was tough. Mm. Uh, weather hills i was pulling a trailer and camping every night so i biked from here to edinburgh castle belfast castle dublin castle cardiff castle tower london back home again and there were times certainly in wales where I'd, i just sat down and I had a bit of a chat with myself and uh and that's exactly what i said to myself i was i went i was in near carnarvon and the map said i can go to some sort of estuary there's a bridge there and it got flatter bit of mind i mean wales the, the hills everywhere i thought yeah it's worth the pain it's worth to go there so I got there. It took me, I think, about two hours to travel five miles, which is like wow. the hills. And I got to this point at the, at the math and history, and there was no bridge. So it was chucking it down with rain. Mm. I, I was exhausted. I was in so much pain. Mm. And I just sat down and just had a moment, got upset. And I just said that, you know, the cause is greater than the pain. I can't stay here. I'm doing it for a reason. Just get your arse up and get back on the bike. Uh, and I just banked back the way I came and I carried on. And, and uh, yeah, that was a tough day. It was a tough day where I really had to think what I was doing and, and yeah, decided it was well worth it. Well worth mm. it. And then in the end, I did like 1,300 miles in 16 days, raised 11 grand. So win-win. What an incredible year. What, you know, and I think we really see what people are made of when adversity strikes. I think when life squeezes the lemon, what comes out, you know, is what we yeah. prepared for. What do you think's prepared you for 2020? What's helped you show up the way you have? Uh, as I said, the beginning child wasn't the greatest in the world. And, uh, during the, I think during the army. Mm -hmm. Now at school, I was okay. I got to the end of a, a school, my first year, I did, I did the first year GCSEs and I was in top sex for everything. I was okay at school, but it came to me exams and it, and it just wasn't my gig. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. So I left school with no qualifications at all, zero. I wanted to be a teacher. That was never going to happen because I left mm -hmm. with zero qualifications. So I thought I'll just join the army. I think it's the army that made me the person I am. Mm. made me you know I wasn't the best soldier in the world but it's that discipline it's that self-respect and learning so much about yourself friendships uh, working together all of that uh, I really think the army should be uh, you know more involved in youngsters lives whether it be 
conscripts or whatever, national service, I don't know, but they, a lot of the kids nowadays need some self-respect. They need to know they're worthy, worth more than what they think they are. And mm -hmm. the army gives you so much of that, uh, whether it be the army, the Navy or the Air Force or whatever. Yeah, it was that, uh, my, 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 you know, when I left the army, my children are, are, are my world. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've had, yeah, I've, I've probably the childhood and feeling, the way I felt through my childhood uh, because of uh, things that happened that were out of my control and, and you know, uh, that, that made me the person I was at that point. But then the army really made me the person that I am, I think. Do you think much about legacy? About my about what I'd leave behind. Oh yeah, what do you think that your leg the legacy of uh, of what you've done over the last year? I, I don't know. I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel very proud of myself. It's a really weird thing is. Mm -hmm. uh, before this happened, I'm quite a private person, quite insular, live yep. on my own. Uh, I, I, I don't. In fact, for, for the first like month. Uh, not first month, it didn't happen to, I started it and then everyone found out about it in the second or third week. Uh, when people started hmm. sending messages being really nice and clapping me, I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't cope. Yeah. I found it really hard. I'd come back into school to, for a resupply and break, actually emotionally break down because I wasn't prepared for people being nice to me. I wasn't prepared for all this like attention. Mm. Uh, so I don't know about legacy because I don't feel that what I've done was that special because it was just at the time it was the right thing to do for our families it was needed and then and what, what I put in place was the best for our families it was it was difficult it was hard it was time consuming exhausted at times uh long hours but it was the best for our families and that was the most important thing so I don't I don't know about legacy I don't I don't know I am not surprised by that answer, and I'm just—I just admire your humility, and I admire the the care with which you know, because you've just got on, you've done what you can with what you have, and and you've done it because you've cared, not for the uh, the external um, validation, admiration, whatever that might have come along with it. And yeah, I, I do hope that you feel proud of your achievements because um, you know it it takes all it takes is someone to decide to take action and, and you my friend have, have taken some considerable action at some personal sacrifice and cost so yeah massive hats off to you my friend if i didn't have lockdown hair i would take my hat off <laughs> <laughs> i just love to know what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you uh i just think don't settle where you are mm. whether that whether you had a good day or a bad day there's always better to come you know mm. just gotta put yourself there and, and do it for you don't do it because she thinks you're amazing or he says you're whatever do it for you make yourself better be better than you were yesterday all the time whether you're training to be fitter you you want to do better at work or whatever your goal is always improve on where you were yesterday you know there's always something better there's always a future even in your worst worst day when things are absolute rubbish you can see nothing beyond that tomorrow is still better you're still here mm. so it's yeah it's that about always looking forward always thinking there's something better there's something better around the corner don't let them beat you down don't ever let anybody beat you down you're a better person yeah yeah i love that thank you what's next for you 
you've obviously come to the end of your home deliveries. Are you having a rest now? Or have you got something clear that you want to get on with? Like what is next for, for Zane Powell's MBE? Uh, God, uh, <laughs> back, back to normal work at the moment, mm-hmm. waiting for an operation. I'm waiting for the x-ray and operations on my knee, which is going to take me out for some time. I want to do another challenge this summer, but that's probably not going to happen because I can't hardly walk at the moment. Uh, I've got four festivals booked for this year. So, yeah, yeah, amazing. Please. So, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of 80s festivals, one in Budapest, Ziggit. So, amazing. and then hopefully go out to see my son. Uh, one of my sons has uh, got a football scholarship in America. Oh, wow. Uh, he's currently in New Mexico, but moving to Idaho, I think. Uh, be good to go see him because a year ago, next month, I was meant to be seeing him, but that didn't happen. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, beyond that, I, I was hoping, you know, for the last three or four years, I've been hoping to get a job abroad. I want to teach abroad. So mm. I, I want to travel. I want to uh, just go teach somewhere else. Somewhere, somewhere challenging, like, I don't know, I was looking at a job the other day in Venezuela. <laughs> so I could put something else in rather than teaching is important, but beyond outside teaching, there's more mm. to do. And Venezuela would be quite challenging or one of the African countries. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to keeping track of, of where you go and, and keeping in touch with you, my friend. I've been so inspired by you, your story, your heart. And I think what you're demonstrating is leadership is, uh, is you're leading, um, with values with heart with courage and um you're not looking around at other people to lead you you're 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 doing it and um i'm just grateful that you've taken time out of your day to come join us and share your story i'm really inspired and i'm sure my community will be too i'd just be honored if you'd leave us a final thought from your good self uh, final thought right uh you are better than you think you are yeah, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, and that's it. I love that. Zane, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. There we go, episode 128 with Zane Powell's MBE. Zane, my friend, hats off to you. What an inspiration. I really hope that there is a legacy far beyond your acts of love and kindness and it continues to inspire others to go and do great things simply because they can and because they care what an inspiration please do take this episode place it in your heart and just do something for someone today because you can and because you care share this episode with someone Tag us both in on on your socials. Make sure the world gets to hear the story of this incredible human and his act of leadership. Guys, thank you for listening to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. This is the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. Come back next week where I'll have another inspiring guest that will hopefully expand your heart and your mind. Until next time, appreciate you. Always love. Mm -hmm.